Welcome back, everybody, to Catapult Your Business, where we help really propel your business with only one question at a time. I have got an amazing advisor from Cultivate joining me today. We're going to dive in and talk about a really important question she brought, and that was, how do I grow my company if I hate sales? You know what I'm talking about. You know that dirty sales word. I just hate putting myself out there, or maybe I have team members or uh, that don't like to do it as account managers to upsell, or maybe it's even I have a few people on my sales team that they just don't understand what it means to be assertive and drive sales. We're going to dig into that today. And to help me with that, I've got Michelle from our team. She's out of San Diego. She's an amazing advisor. Michelle, welcome to the, welcome to the show. Thank you, Casey. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. And I know you've got a decent expertise on this. Michelle, why'd you pick sales? Why'd you bring that type of question to us? What, what was going on in your mind? You know, it's interesting that you asked that, Casey. Honestly, when I, I had a corporate background before I owned my own business, and people kept telling me I should get into sales. And yeah. I was scared of it, right? I thought, I don't want to do sales. And so I stayed on the operation side forever. And then in the end, they convinced me to go do sales. And I thought, why have I been resisting this, right? I love this world. Um, and I run into that all the time now with my clients. They just, they're I see the fear, and um, and I know it's something I can help them work through. So I was excited to talk about this with you today. Well, I know you've bought, grown, sold a business. Um, you've probably seen a few people struggle with sales in your time. And I obviously know all the businesses you work with, that this is absolutely a part of a growth strategy. And if you're not willing to put one step in front of the other on the sales side, you're going to struggle, right? It can't yeah. just be marketing. It can't just be, you know, um, you know, all operational capacity. This is This is a missing lever if you don't have this moving in your business at the right speed. So for everybody listening in, let's let's put our seatbelts on and get into sales. Um, how do people get to this place? Like, what do you think created this environment, Michelle, where there's some people that are just so, that, you know, sales is icky, right? Like, just how did that happen? What's, what's your perception of that? Do you know, I'm not exactly sure. I think it probably started with the used car salesman, with the phone calls yeah. we get, with people trying to sell you something over the phone without even knowing who you are or what your needs are. Yeah. Um, I think we're just scared of being pushy, right? As owners, yeah. as salespeople. Um, maybe we had a bad experience with uh, with somebody who really tried to push us to buy something that we didn't want. Yeah. I think, though, a lot of it, Casey, comes down to just that fear of rejection. I think there's mm. a big part there, too, that we just don't want to put ourselves out there and have somebody tell us no. Yeah, the pushing piece is interesting that you share that, and the rejection piece makes a ton of sense. It's almost like two sides of the spectrum, right? It's it's like some people are just afraid to get started. Other people are, are worried about the outcome of it. And I think I think the reality is, is you have to figure out a way to not take it so personal. Absolutely. Right? That, that's really what this is. And it's I think a lot around the skill of like assertive language, right? Like there's this, you know, people, I've always said people are either cut from the passive cloth or they're cut from the aggressive cloth. I find it's really easy to take aggressive people and turn them into great salespeople. I usually hear this fear of sales from more of the passive cloth. Um, and it's, and I think to me, you know, I think it happens because, you know, the definition of passive is you are so focused on the other people's needs you're not actually focused on your own needs. And right, you want to get assertive. It's not good to be passive and it's also not good to be aggressive. And that's also what people don't understand. Absolutely. So if you're if you're listening in, you're going, yeah, I'm kind of known to be passive and I'm too worried about what others are going to think. It's like, I hear you. But keep in mind, passive can be just as bad or negative as being aggressive, meaning you're all about your own needs. It's actually about becoming assertive and matching both needs. And I'm sure we're going to talk more about that. So 
I think you're right. This doesn't mean you have to be a used car salesman. It doesn't mean you have to be pushy. I mean, that is that is real. And that's your fear. And I think your story speaks to it. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about the mindset then, right? If I'm somebody that's maybe struggling with this, or I have a team member that I'm leading that in, in my business that's maybe struggling with this, Michelle, what, what do you think the right mindset is? What's the paradigm shift we have to give people today to help them maybe get out of that space? Do you know, I, I talk to my clients about remembering that sales is a service. That when they're, mm. I, I ask them, I'll typically say, you know, it, the product or the service that you offer, is that good for your client? Oh, absolutely, Michelle, absolutely. So is your client better off if they get that service with you? Well, yes. Then okay. isn't it your responsibility to offer that to your pros- to your prospect? You know, and really help them see that if you don't put it out there, if you don't help that prospect see that they can benefit and gain from what you offer, then really you're doing a disservice to that client, right? So sales is a service. It's your responsibility. And, and the other thing that I will tell them is that if you don't help them with it, they will go somewhere else, right? So it's kind of a full spectrum there. Well, and I'll, I love that. I'll take even another beat at it. I, I think a lot of people confuse uh, prospecting and outreach with sales. Oh, absolutely. There's there's hunting and then yeah. there's selling, right? Yeah. And and I always I always help people realize like look like when you're hunting you need to come in at the awareness level like it's not appropriate to really sell the whole service like you want to come in at an awareness level when you're hunting to go hey like again like I, I get all these random calls of like you should buy this and we do this and it's like that's on a that's you know that's that sucks that's a bad experience that's what that's what you don't want to be you don't need to do that to be successful. But you do need to have some outreach, right? But that outreach is probably more at the awareness level. Is like, hey, are you in the market for this? Yes. That's very different. It's very different. Or even responding to inquiries, right? I have people where I have a, a, one of my favorite clients. I'm sorry. They're all my favorites, Casey. Casey. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Only every client of yours will watch this. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, she in particular gets inbound calls. And so I asked her what her follow-up process was, right? Well, if they don't sign up the first time, do you call them back? Well, no, no, no. Might be too pushy. Right. Going to be too pushy. I'm not sure that that's good in the space that I'm in. And so just walking her through this, thinking about what she offers and why it's important and and what the barriers might be for that person not calling back the first time. So, right, right, she, she was able to resonate with that and she incorporated that process. Just a simple two or three step um, beyond what she was doing. And it significantly increased her capture rate, right? So, yep. uh, so there are some easy things that you can do just in your own mind um, and with your team that will allow you to, to convert more clients in without being the least bit pushy. Are you getting the advice you need for your business from this episode? Do you want to get more than just one question answered and have it customized to you and your business? Well, Cultivate Advisors works one-on-one with thousands of business owners every day. Let them help you scale your business today. Don't just listen to this episode. Take action and go to CultivateAdvisors.com to see which advisor you get matched with and receive a free two-hour business assessment on how you could scale your business to the next level. Act now at CultivateAdvisors.com. Well, and if I, just to validate what I'm hearing you say, right, I'm, I'm going to use a different word, but this is really just education, it is. right? Like, like mm-hmm. to me, it's, you know, people don't, I always say people don't know what they don't know. And I think oftentimes people get stuck in this, especially owners, like we live it, we breathe it. It is, it is part of our identity, 
right? As a business owner, everybody who's been a business owner knows it kind of takes over as part of your identity. When you hang out with friends, like, how's the business? (laughs) Right? Like, it's just, it's just, it just becomes a bit of who you are. And, you know, personally, on my end, I've seen a lot of people really struggle with this concept of just, just saying, how do you expect them to know, right? You're, you're in it so deep. I think you just assume people know how things work or what opportunities or, or what options they have. And you don't realize that they don't know, actually. So it really comes down to your phrasing and how you get people interested in letting you share some of those things. And that's how you remove some of that pushiness. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. But I totally agree with that. I think education is critical, right? They, and they may not... Sometimes they think you are being pushy until you back up and explain this is why this is why this is better for you and how it will help you. Yeah. Um, right. Then that takes that pushy piece away. I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm genuinely right. trying to help you through the service or the product that I offer. So I think education is a great word for it. Yeah. Awesome. I think I think so. I, I think if everybody's listening in, right, it's like we're talking through the mindset right now. and We're, we're trying to lay out that. At the end of the day, you, you do have to combat if it's somebody in your team or if it's yourself. You have to look at those demons, look at your fear. And again, we've given you some good ranges here, right? Maybe it's you're coming in too passive, you're coming in too aggressive. Maybe you're just, you haven't separated hunting, you know, versus actually selling um, and what the difference is there. Or, or maybe it's just even down to a sense of just, you've just made some over assumptions, right? That people know the things that they know and they just don't. And if you don't bring it up, how would you ever expect them to, you know, onboard into one of your services or products that you might offer. So just try to keep that in mind and, and look through the right lens. Any other thoughts on that, Michelle? Yes, actually, I was thinking, I just told a different client, another favorite, that, um, right, to, to talk to their staff, their team is a little apprehensive. Remind them not, don't spend your client's money. We don't, right. we don't know what's important to them. We don't know what they're willing to spend for things. And so when you start putting your own restrictions, well, I don't think I would do this. Right. That limits your ability to be helpful to your client. So that's just one that I would add to that. I love it. Well, as, as, as promised for everybody listening in, you know, we always want to get in and give us some tactical advice and some things you can even start to do right now. So I think that's a good segue, Michelle. You know, when you say that, it, what it makes me think about is so many times I see that owners or salespeople, when they go into the sale, they, they kind of try to script things out. They try to they try to put it in a bullet form. They're, they're not even listening, right? They're just, they're almost coming in a place where it's like, I'm just going to jump in and share. Everybody listening, like, yeah, that's actually really bad sales, right? You're already spending their money in your mind. You're not actually trying to solve a problem. I've always said the best salespeople are the best problem solvers. Absolutely. So you have to have an authentic desire to learn and understand what the needs are. And if you do that well, you shouldn't have a problem promoting and going hard at something you think would be a service for them or the right product that would help get them to the next level. Yep, I'm in complete agreement. That's typically one of the very first things that I will find. They just start, they get the prospect on the phone and they start with a pitch rather yeah. than understanding, right? Sometimes they even skip rapport, but they certainly don't get to that needs analysis. Why does Casey need what I'm selling, right? And so backing them up, and helping them stop, get out of your own head, stop thinking about your pitch immediately, and understand what your client needs from you. Then, not only is your is your prospect going to be um, better set up, but you're going to feel better about what you're offering because you've connected it for them. You have this need; I can help you, and that's how you and that's how you work it forward. Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, back to the used car salesman fear that people have, right? What? Why? 
you know, it's like, I don't even think people understand why people call, you know, bad salespeople use car salesmen. It's because use car salesmen, you know, in the movie eras, they would go out to the car and be like, oh, looking at this car, huh? Let me tell you all about it. We do this, we do this, we do this, we do this. It does this, it does this, it does this, all for this price. Like there was no give and take, right? It was all purely just feature dumping, trying to just lay it out. So yeah, if that's your plan of how you're going to go sell, don't do that. <laughs> I'd rather you actually not sell. <laughs> but, but to your point, Michelle, right? If, if you're going to slow down and ask a couple questions and go, hey, I'm, I'm really interested. And I, I was just using the car since we're on the topic, right? And just to say, hey, are you, are you just looking around? Are you in the market for a car? Kind of what's your situation? Yeah, we're trying to figure out if we want to buy a new one. All right. Why are you thinking about it? Might make sense to buy a new one. Well, we want this. Do you not have that in your current car? No. Okay. These six cars have that feature. How are you going to use this car? How often will you be driving? Right, like just a couple of simple questions, and then you can help them find the right the right car. In this example, you're organizing their brain. Mm-hmm. That is literally what you're doing. You're just helping people organize their brain. That's what you're speaking to, Michelle. It's fantastic. Thanks for tuning in to Catapult Your Business, where Cultivate Advisors is helping you catapult your business one question at a time. Are you running your business or is your business running you? At Cultivate Advisors, they'll match you with an expert advisor and do a free two-hour deep dive for your business. This will give you the clarity you need on how to get your business to the next level. Cultivate has worked with thousands of businesses. What do you have to lose? So head over to CultivateAdvisors.com and sign up for your free two-hour session. Any other thoughts that come to mind for you in terms of just other best practices you've seen implemented with your clients or, or some, some, some key areas that you've seen, um, you know, folks kind of uh, use to, to, you know, drive sales and be more effective when maybe this fear is, you know, behind them? Do you know, a couple things are kind of running through my head, Casey. Um, one, I think about my own business. And for us, we were a service business. I had a... a a luxury hair salon and day spa. Yep. Our, our experience started on the website. It continued with the initial call and then through the service provider. And so part of what I did was look at that entire experience and figure out where are all the spots that I can influence this prosper, this client when they come in to right. provide them with a better experience, but to also sell what I can sell, right? And so, right. so I think consistent experience is one. I think it's really important to remember that you, uh, kind of back to what I said initially, right? Service is a sales. Uh, sorry, sales is a service. So yep. it is you that is taking care of that client. And if you don't take care of them, they will go somewhere else. Another thing I see a lot, Casey, is pitching via email. So they will have a conversation. Afraid of the phone. Afraid of the phone. Uh, afraid, well, afraid to even bring up money, right? Yeah. So so they go through the whole thing. They, they, they create this vision with a client and then they... Sarah typically send the right send the little email over with the quote in it and hope that it'll just get signed and sent back. And I'm like, let's don't do that. So, well, it's so funny you say this, right? Because like I just had a sales call and um, you know I was it's a pretty big uh, purchase, right? And the, the the gal goes, so what's your budget for this? And I get all queasy as the other side, right? This is the this is the thing, right? As a salespeople, we're like, I don't want to create that environment, but you don't know what she just did for me. Because she actually made me think about, well, what am I willing to spend for this? And you're like, well, I don't want to get taken advantage of. And my, I did the classic responses so many people do. You know what? Let's wait to see, you know, what you're going to come back with. And she said, I get it. Tell me the max, you know, tell me the max amount you would ever pay. 
And I will come so far below it, hopefully, it won't even matter. But tell me the max amount. That way I can get as big a gap as possible between it. And again, it was just the way that I said, well, I would never go over. It was actually buying a huge hotel block for a big event. And I was just like, I will never go over this amount per night. I will never do it. And she's like, see, there we go. Good news. Our rate's half of that. <laughs> so, right. And so, you know, so it was like her way of helping me just work through in my brain of, of what this was and kind of prep me for what this was going to be. Um, again, organizing my brain. I love it. I've, I've got a couple of really good thoughts from you here. So I've, I've heard needs finding. Yep. Right. You've got to dig in and actually get to know them. It's got to be a two way street. I heard education. Right. Like we're talking like we've got to educate the client. We've got to pull that forward. The other one, I'm going to use different words of how you described it, but little by little talking about kind of that consistent experience. Yeah. I think so many people want to put it all in one one place. Right. Kind of that pitch quick. It's like you got to let people slowly bring it in. So having a multi step process is really important if you don't have that in place. And then fourth and finally, as you know, you can't stay on email. You can't just pitch to pitch. Um, and if you don't slow down and actually create that human interaction or get on the phone and have a conversation, it's so hard because email is so just non-dynamic, right? It's just like people feel like they have to give you an answer and they're just not ready to give you the, the, the answer at that time. They've also potentially lost sight of what they what you're even providing to them, right? They, they're not they're no longer in that vision. They're no longer right. with you thinking about their needs. They're just making a price based decision. So, so you need to to help them connect it. Yes, it may be a little more or a little less than what you thought, but remember, this is what we're doing for you, and here's yeah. how we're going to achieve that, and this is what it costs. I love it. I love it. I mean, in closing, here here's my thoughts. Here's what's really sticking out to me, Michelle. It's like at the end of the day. If you, somebody on your team, uh, whoever it is, has got this reluctancy to promote and go for the sale and dig into it, they probably actually don't understand what sales is. And they're so low in their skill of selling that that is why they feel that way. And I think if you can increase their skill by some of the you know elements that maybe we shared today and help them actually hear what good sales actually sound like, and that cold outreach to you that annoyed you, that's not it. That's not what we're talking about today, yeah. right? I think the more and the faster you can help people move through that, the more likely then they'll, they'll create that openness to actually start. So instead of just, you know, going down their throat of like, why aren't you willing to sell or trying to hold accountability or getting frustrated with yourself, go back to the education and the skill of selling. That would be my biggest piece of advice. Michelle, coming to you here, you know, final words of wisdom. What, what would you like to, you know, share those listening in today? Um, to take account of as they they try to enhance and you know help grow their business through additional sales vehicles. You know, I would say that sales is fun, that it's not something to be scared of, and that um, and that you do to your point earlier about rejection, separate the personal piece of it. But if we focus on our client and the value that we can bring our client, then then following some simple steps, educating your client and your team will help you be way more productive in that, and then you'll find some joy in sales. Full cycle. If you believe in the product and you believe in the service, you should be able to, to bring that education forward. And it's not a hard sale. You're just educating about something you know adds immense value. Absolutely. That's all this is. I love it. Michelle, very well articulated. Thank you so much. If you're listening in and would like to have a conversation about your sales situation, Michelle would be a great fit. I encourage you to jump to our website at cultivatedadvisors.com. Do you see what I'm doing right now, Michelle? I'm pitching. I'm selling. I hear. I like right? it. Okay. <laughs> but jump and on our website. We connected it to a need. 
There we go. Jump on the website. If you have a sales issue, exactly, and you want to learn more, you want to talk about your specific situation, I'm sure Michelle will carve out a little bit of time to chat with you at no cost just to you know, hear you out, see if, you can point you in the, see if she can point you in the right direction. Uh, when you jump to our website, fill out one of our forms, just say, hey, I want to talk to Michelle. We'll make it happen for you. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining us for Catapult Your Business, where again, we continue to help move your business forward one question at a time. And we'll see you next week for another question while we help catapult your business. Thanks again, Michelle. Thank you, Casey. See you, everybody.